Good morning, Grace. Hi. And welcome to our listeners and today's episode of Can You See What I See? It's Vicki Scott here and today my co-host Grace Hart and I want to talk about what do you know? Mm. So I'm going to hand over to Grace because this is her <laughs> idea and I'm actually a little nervous say, and a little apprehensive. So over to you, Grace. And maybe maybe a little bit excited. <laughs> Absolutely excited. Mm-hmm. So this podcast came about um, when we first looked into this. um, It was very much Vicky's narrative of, you know, I'm interested in what you know, Grace. And I was really aware that Vicky knows so much. She has such wisdom and such awareness on things and um, she's been a gift in my life. And I knew to, you know, throw her in the driver's seat and say, well, actually, I'm really interested in, in you. And we talk about that, that would have been maybe a little bit too much too soon. And so we've done a few episodes now of me being interesting and now I'd like to flip it. <laughs> you know, one of the <laughs> things that I did learn from Access Consciousness is it's really awesome to be interested, not interesting. And what that really means is that you already know what you know and if someone asks you, great, you know, then tune in whether that's going to contribute for you to share what you know about whatever it is. But generally speaking, when two people come together or, you, you know, you're in a group, there's this push energy or proving energy of being interesting because you think you need to show them how interesting you are so you get that job or you, you know, get that date or whatever it is. And re- in reality, what I've noticed is people like Vicky who are always interested rather than needing to be interesting – they're the ones really that if they got in the driver's seat, man, oh man, would the world change. And one of the things that Vic has said to me since I met her was, oh, I'm a backstage person. <laughs> and, and when she first said it, I was like, liar. <laughs> you know, even though you truly believe that, I'm like, no, um, you know so much. And so today, and I'd love it to continue, um, but what else is possible what do you know, Vic? What would you like to share? If you were being interesting right now, what do you know? <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Just throwing uh, it at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And thank you so much for asking because I do have that thing I, and maybe partly contributed to by coming from a large family where everybody's voice mattered. So it was I guess that was a, probably a good start for me to think about others as well. But also I've talked before about being a project manager and I, I love those skills that come with that because I think our life is probably the biggest project any of us are ever going to do. So, you know, from the time we're born, we're only here for that on a tombstone it looks like two dates from one date to another but it's that the people say it's the dash in between that is important and you know I grew up um, with the indoctrination of the Catholic Church back in the 50s and 60s but as I got older I actually now have some different beliefs um, and one of them is well what am I here for you know what's the purpose of life and what if it's not just living from one day to the next? And I'll say some more about that from a different perspective. But it's what if my being or my soul um, is just here to observe 
compare, consider what else is going on and then to choose what works for me. So, you know, that was that was something that I thought, oh, so I don't actually have to meet what society thinks success is all about. I just have to do something that I know is going to work for me. So, how's that? Great. You know, I... Yeah, I could say the million thoughts in my head right now. Uh, the first thing I, I would love to pay attention to is when you talked about the large, large family and how, you know, everyone's voice matters. And I just want to say that that's not normal. There are many people out there in a large family that their point of view would be, I need to scream and shout because I'm in a large family and I need my voice to matter because it just gets drowned out. And so you're a very different person, honey. And your energy has always been about kingdom of we. You've always been very present with what, you know, groups of people or society, communities, you know, what is what is their message? And you listen. You know, I was told once, you know, you've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Like you need to listen more than you speak, right? And, mm. yeah, and your ability to come into a group and energetically share what you know because you, you're not you're not shy you don't hold back you don't devalue yourself you're a beautiful energy of just awareness walking into a room and if you're asked you'll answer you're, you're not one to pretend you don't know um, however you're you're when you first come in there's just this kindness of I'm here for you what you know what's up and you know we've as I said I've known you for a long time and We've talked about, you know, that situation where you just went into a coffee shop and you were just being you and then you met them a little bit later and like, oh, my God, you changed my world. And you're like, really? <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it was nice to, yeah, thank you for naming that. And I get that we're also different and we all have these different gifts. And one of yours is about naming things. You know, my daughter, Beck, our daughter, Beck, has it. And another dear friend of ours, Wendy, I, particularly the three of you in my life, have been um, very important in actually helping me find a language around an inner wisdom or an inner knowing that I've had all my life but haven't had the vocabulary to actually... Um, name that stuff I guess and as a result of you giving you guys giving me the confidence and the courage to you know look look a bit deeper I, I have come to you know and different things I've done around self-development and all that sort of thing is I, I've realized that um, we have some basic needs and there's no language around this. And I, I got to experience it when I, did, I worked with a woman who she does, um, she, I think it's compassionate and nonviolent communication. She delivers workshops around that. And I learned so much about, you know, we think, you know, and I'll just tell you what some of the basic needs that who would know these things. You know, and, and I look around at the depression and the anxiety and the kids who are falling between the cracks of the system and, you know, all these needs that people are finding and isolating. But what if we're missing the basic needs that we all have and we're just cherry-picking particular, you know, symptoms, that we're, you know, rather than looking at, well, hang on, who are they and what do they need here? 
for the, in order for them to thrive. And so, is, is it okay if I just give you a few examples of? I would what love I that. From that. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Yeah. So, you know, one of the one of the things that I used to think, oh, I need to be independent. Um, but actually, we can take that too far because it, it's much bigger than that. It's interdependence we need because the fact is we are part of humanity. And if we aren't able to connect um, with that, if we don't have that connection, then we are, actually aren't going to survive as a, as a species. So in my view, we have to look at what that interdependence actually looks like. And for me, it's around... We have to have that emotional safety that you, uh, you, you talked before about. If you don't have that safety and security, then you're not going to be the best you can be. We have to have an honesty, but not an honesty that's from a judgmental perspective. It has to be that empowering honesty that enables us to learn from our own limitations, which we all have. Um, we have to have that respect and trust um, for each other and for ourselves. And just acceptance of the differences um, and appreciation for others. I think that's, um, anyway, so, but also we have to be willing to contribute. So if we're not willing to contribute to that enrichment of life, then you get to the end of your life and you think, well, what difference did I make? Whereas, you know, um, Ralph Waldo Emerson talked about the success, the definition of success, and it's as simple as, Maybe having a beautiful garden, maybe just you know another person breathing easier because you've lived that success. So, yeah. so that. But there were many other basic needs, and and I'll just sort of list a couple of them. But autonomy—that's the thing about we each need to be free to choose, what, you know, choose our own dreams and what our values are and what we want to do, and and then choosing those plans for how we're going to get there. So. You know, we we forget about that. But also, and this was a big one for me because I came from a place of feeling it was a duty for me to contribute um, to, I never took time to just celebrate, celebrate mm. that creation of life and, you know, the dreams. That and that's where the joy and, is, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because if you can't celebrate, and I, I must admit, when I did a best practice framework for project management, I always put the last phase as that celebration. But also, mm. it's not just about knowing naming the good things. It's also about celebrating losses. So it could be the loss of a dream that wasn't quite fulfilled or loss of a loved one. We have to celebrate. Um, and acknowledge, right? There's, a, there's an acknowledgement energy there when you're speaking. Acknowledging what is the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know, without a point of view, celebrate it. You helped me so much with that, you know, unless you're willing to see all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly. And not make any of it right or wrong. (laughs) Ah, now there's the challenge, eh? (laughs) eh? Well, there's the choice. (laughs) (laughs) The choice. See, if it's as simple as a word, you can say it's a challenge. Well, no, or it could just be a choice. Yeah. um, and then another basic need is around integrity. We have to be authentic to ourselves. We have to allow our own creativity and mm. self-worth and all of that. Yeah. Um, and there's a, well, and all the basic needs that I love, Don Tolman and what he talks about, the seven principles of health and, you know, just about air, food, movement, exercise, water. 
but also, you know, this touch, we forget. That oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. That is important. Oh, but, you know, life-changing. Around, it is because the science around if babies are never touched, then they are not going to survive. Yeah, they it's won't thrive. It's one of those things, hey? And you said it before, we have to have that fun and laughter. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh, I so get that. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, and even when – oh, sorry, go, honey. So I'll just finish this. Um, and this relates to – I love what you said to me once before about when I asked you what you want for this coming year. You said, well, you know, for my inner world, I want blah, 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 and for my outer world, I want blah, blah, blah. And I went, oh, my gosh. And that's I realised, is actually another one of those basic needs. We need to have that spiritual communion. So, you know, we need to have that order in our life about, okay, it's not just about what looks good on the outside and all the tech stuff we do and all the things we do and the places we go and the meals we eat and the whatever. There is something else. And and I guess, you know, for me that was like um, I learned this when I did a 10-day Vipassana course because it was only when I could get to that beautiful place of inner peace that I could look at life with new eyes and so it really helped me to um, you know accept and I love their they had their it's like a, a mantra I guess but they used to say my mind is calm and quiet alert and attentive balanced and accepting in line with the universal law of nature of impermanence and I went, oh, yeah, of course, nothing's forever. Everything's impermanent. You know, the thing about this too shall pass. Yeah. Yeah, such a good reminder, hey? Oh, anyway, yeah, that's, especially that's especially if you're in the poo, <laughs> you know, it's like this will change. <laughs> this will change, but you know, yeah. I mean, obviously, you've got to choose choose that too. Otherwise, you end up recreating the poo, don't you? <laughs> yeah, but, but so, I used to think that it was only when we're in the poo, but. It's actually, I have found too, that it's so important when things are going really well that you don't just think, oh, right, I've got it now. I'm oh, on the road. yeah, Everything conclude that that's it. Sorted. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. When, you, when we get that life is up and down mm. and when, we, when it's great, we come to a place of being grateful for that. And when it's not great, we come to that place of acceptance that it is what it is. Where to from here? Um, yeah, you know, so I, that has helped me. I heard the word allowance versus acceptance, and allowance from the perspective of allowing all the information to come in. And so, acceptance has the energy of like, this isn't good, but I'll accept it. Whereas allowance is, okay, I'm really aware that there's some poo showing up, <laughs> you know. I'm allowing that information to come to me so I can choose something totally different with it, you know. And it just has a, yes. a, a, a like a beautiful empowering energy to it. Yeah, yeah, it does. But, you know, the more, especially with what's going on around our world at the moment, mm. people are in such fear. Oh, and yeah. It, it's crippling. Isn't it? You know, we cannot possibly be willing, you know, we're not willing to look at the good, the bad and the ugly. It's sort of like it's only the bad and the ugly we're looking at uh, at times like that. So well, it's, it's about the resistance and the reaction and the conditioned, you know, the conclusions, the judgments around the bad and the ugly. 
I think mm. that sticks us. You know, it's our thinking that really messes with things, and um, and also that energy of uh, you know I very much had this when I left a DV relationship, and you know Donny um, Epstein talks about stage two in his healing, and it's just this kind of really floaty kind of waiting for the the magical genie and everything's going to be okay versus you know you can have the awareness that that tides are changing and things are changing and it's going to be okay that's fine but there's also that energy of real disassociation you know because the the bad is so bad and you've got such you know points of views around it whereas what one of the things that I really wanted to get to today is you be different Vicky and everyone listening right now is different you have something different you know something different you be something different and if you're willing to step into that it's such a contribution to the world rather than, you know, being in judgment of what is or putting your thinking cap on on what is and thinking about how you should contribute rather than being with what is there and being with who you be and stepping into what you know. And, you know, an example might be it, was, it took me a long time to get here and I do need to explain it a little bit that there's joy in domestic violence. And what I mean by that is, of course, there's absolutely no joy in domestic violence on a, in a literal sense. But what happens is that the tragedy and the trauma of domestic violence sucks out our ability to have joy anywhere else because we are so focused because of the trauma on the DV and the suffering and the pain. And after many years, I realized I was different because I was still willing to have joy whilst going through this. Whereas a lot of people don't. And so when you're listening, there'll be something that you are different with. And if you can step into that, it'll change the world. Mm. You know, and that is a wonderful contribution that you're making. And it reminds me about um, the whole of us, you know, because I do think it is our thoughts that create a lot of the... The pain and suffering. Yeah. yeah, Well, there's a saying that the mind creates the abyss, but it's the heart that crosses it. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. (laughs) I do too. Yeah, people (laughs) under... They freaking underestimate the heart, you know, because they have, again, projections on what the heart is and what love is. And it's just so much faster than that and so much more kind and beautiful and expansive. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah. And when you can drop those barriers and come from that place, then you you normally get a very different reaction from people, you know. And yes. it was interesting, <laughs> you know, for me to observe just e- even this um, situation at the moment. It is dividing our community, and it's the polarity. It is the polarity. Yeah. So if if this one's right, then that one must be wrong. Exactly. Um, yeah, and we've somewhere we've forgotten in there that um, it's okay to have choice because isn't that what we came here to experience? And I've just been reading um, Billy Connolly's story. He wrote it. He called it windswept and interesting. <laughs> and I know it was you know, and you can just picture Billy. Oh that, yeah. If anyone yeah. knows Billy Connolly, but <laughs> he had such a traumatic childhood. Um, right. I don't know his story. He, oh yes, he was. Um, his mother left when he was very young and he went to live with two maiden aunts and one of them was very cruel to him because she probably didn't want to be the one that had to look after the family. In those days, again, they didn't have language about it. There was just an expectation that the 
elder girls would automatically take care of the family. And then Billy said that his father sexually abused him from the age of 10 wow. to 14. Um, but he said he always knew there was something different about him. He just oh, never fitted in. Bless him. Never fitted into school. To he, he just didn't do it. And people said he'd amount to nothing. And mm. and so he started to trust who he was. And he found. And one day wow. he saw. I know. It's so oh. beautiful. When exactly he's living what you talk about and what I know to be true um, for myself and. What somebody said to him one day, you know, you're windswept and interesting. <laughs> and he said, so, so I, I took love that, those words on. Mm. And he said, then somebody said to me, how do I become windswept and interesting? And he said, you can't become it. You have to just be it. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was just a reminder about we just have to be who we are and not be trying to think, you know, work out, is it going to sit okay? Is it not? And you and I both know that you'll know there's a time and a place where you'll say things mm. or not say things. So it doesn't make you wrong. You're, you're better at that than me. <laughs> you think so? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not better or worse, are we? No, but I'm totally willing to honour that. Like you are just amazing at that. And, yeah, no, I've got a ways to go with that one. And it's a fine line, you know, because sometimes you think, you know, be be nothing, do nothing, say nothing. Mm. Um, those things, we think because we're not saying something that we're actually being nothing or doing nothing. Oh, and my gosh. I know. But oh, there, my there gosh. There is a thing there that if you have a, a belief about something, then you should be willing to share it. Well, what if? that it's okay for you just to have that belief and live according to it. You don't have to convince the world of it. Um, no, that's exactly but it. But you'll know if there's a time and a place. And, you know, there's many other famous people like Einstein and artists who only became famous after they died. They just yeah. lived. They just were it. Well, it's, the be- it's the beingness, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's no proving in being. No. And... Um, Oh, I just love the, you know, the oh, just the way people do it. But I do think we have to be willing to think outside the box. Oh yeah, and that's, gosh, yes. Uh, imagine if twenty twenty two, there were more of us willing to do oh, that. Oh, okay. You've just opened something really lovely up. Then, hmm. But great. The other thing for me too, because I've got less time ahead of me than behind me, is I have actually come to see, and I've had a health challenge where I wasn't sure I would survive, but I realised that, oh, dying is not a failure. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) It's a promotion, maybe. (laughs) But but sometimes we think, oh, they got sick or they didn't achieve, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, it's so sad they died. Really? Yeah, judgment. there's nothing sad about dying. We're all going to do it. So why do we have this attitude that it's sad? Sure, some of us are going to die sooner than others, but sometimes it's, you know, in my world, like um, Steve Irwin, it was like he was a shining star and he really lit up early, yeah. but then he was gone. Yeah. Now, if he hadn't done that, you know, imagine where we would be without his contribution. Yeah, oh, a special soul, that one. Wildlife. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Wow. So there you go. 
I love uh, that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess you know, some of the things that I heard a young man say, he just couldn't relate to that thing about um, living in the present moment. To him, it was just like woo-woo language that didn't make any sense and he couldn't relate to it. So he changed that to, well, where are my feet right now? And he realised oh, wow. that, yeah. oh, okay, that worked for him. Yeah. So each of us are going to find our own way about, you know. And your you awareness okay. is your way, not, you know, don't put anyone else's awareness above yours. Exactly. Yeah. And you know the difference in the feeling. You know, I always say my gut, whatever it is for other people, but it's this thing around, oh, that feels wonky or, oh, no, that doesn't feel good for me. Oh, and I suck it up or and every time I do that, it's like I'm shutting the, the door on my inner wisdom and mm. handing my power over to the, the mind, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, we're all indoctrinated by it, you know, unless we're willing to realise we have choice. And that is that out of the box that you're talking about, you know, that there's a greater choice out there. Well, there is. But, you know, the, the thing that we have to understand is that you know, you and I have talked a lot about trauma, but when our basic needs are not fulfilled, there are feelings that come with that. Mm. And that can be around anger, um, disappointment, um, depression, embarrassed, frustrated, helpless, hopeless, overwhelmed, all those sorts of things, you know, irritated or sad or lonely, and we'll just avoid people. We'll do all that, but at what cost? Because if you talk to medical specialists who now look at all these diseases and say there are most diseases are caused by an unresolved trauma. Now trauma doesn't mean something really bad happened, you know, like Billy Connolly and something very profound or domestic violence or whatever it is. It can just be as simple as your needs were not met mm. when you were little. Mm. And you made it mean you weren't good enough you um, you weren't loved, you weren't whatever. There was it's, something it's you that meaning, like, right? It's the thinking and the meaning and the judgment that brings all of this into, you know, existence. It is. Yeah. And then it creates, allows yeah. the body to create a physical illness. Entrapment. So, exactly. Oh, there you go. See? So anyway, I think that's enough for me <laughs> from today. <laughs> but Grace, let me say thank you because, and it's, such a good learning for me too about, yes, I am interested in other people mm. and, and I have to say that can be seen as sometimes cutting off, you know, a conversation because I've been a bit naughty sometimes. <laughs> like if there's someone there I want to hear from, I might cut the other conversation off and actually ask them a question. But I don't I love that. I love that. Yeah, but it can be. You if know, you're in judgment, if you you're in judgment, yeah. But I know you, and you read the room beautifully. And if if your energy's gone, that person, that person knows something. Let me ask that person a question. It's one of your superpowers. So I, I really pay attention to who you pay attention to too, because it's one of your skills. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Oh, you know, but, you know, I really get, you know, when Beck said to me about, well, what do you want for 2022, Manny? And <laughs> said, you know what? I actually think I just want to unplug 
from the craziness of our world. <laughs> Sounds like oh, a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> and she said, so what would that look like? Well, oh, I hadn't thought about that. But then mm, she actually questions. did this mind map thing about, okay, so you'd have you'd find creative ways to read, you'd find loving places to eat and to be and you'd be dancing and all the things. I, she said, what would you be Love, doing? I yeah. said, oh, see, that's a skill. That's another skill from someone else that I don't have. So I really get if we actually tune in to that universal energy. Um, and that's where I take myself. When I go for my morning walk, it's like I put myself out in the field and I can get there much quicker when I'm at the ocean because I can feel it. I, yeah. Straight away, it's, I can I go there instantly. Mm. Um, and it's a little place, you know, we can all be in it. No, nobody has a monopoly <laughs> over it, so you can be in the middle of a forest or in your own house or wherever you are, and just take yourself there. So, yeah. um, you'll you'll really notice the difference in the energy when you're willing to sit with it, because sometimes you have to sit through some uncomfortable energy first mm. to get there. Yeah, yeah, so true. It tastes great. So I true. love that you did that today. <laughs> well, I'd love it to just not be just today. <laughs> That's just my interesting <laughs> point of view. <laughs> it was funny actually because I, I um, had a friend um, stay over and um, anyway, it was in, it was an interesting experience because basically it was like I was told, wow, you're so quiet. Like you're, you, you know, because this person knew me from doing podcasts and doing events and, you know, singing and this sort of thing. And and I said, yeah, I, I don't – that's that's my work role. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to get on a podcast and not speak, right? Um, but, yeah, when I'm in my home and I'm just with my friends, it's, it is really about what do you know? And being with the, the gift of what is, you know, what, what you're aware of in that moment – and yeah, and that does mean knowing when when there's a requirement to say something or not. But you're doing it from a place of beingness, not from a necessity to speak or prove or whatever it is. Mm. Yeah, you're so right. So, have we got any home play that we can suggest? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Do you have anything? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just be in, be in awareness of your own whatever your happy place is or your place to. <sighs> Um, makes you feel good. You know, but, that, um, <laughs> we should have started with that. Do what makes you feel good. Bye-bye. <laughs> you know, because really, <laughs> it's really, that's that's it. Because it's it's insanely simple. Follow the lightness. The lightness will always be true for you. The lightness and the joy will always bring you the experiences that will generate and create a future that you know is possible. And the opposite is true. When you go into thinking, stinking, or judgment or conclusions you know it's like warning warning <laughs> just mm. make a different choice maybe <laughs> yeah find the joy yeah. find the joy and the laughter and the play oh my gosh not the enough play. play on this planet no there isn't you mm. so that's my aim is to learn maybe some dancing this year that's Ooh, that sounds nice oh, i know oh. <laughs> better tell rich to get those hips moving <laughs> Get ready for the dance floor, Rich. Oh, he, he <laughs> some, I did say to him that we went off to some dancing classes a couple of so years ago. <laughs> he went, really? Are we really? <laughs> and and you guys are so good for each other. You know, you expand <laughs> each other's worlds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Anyway, Very that's much a great. Gift. Thanks, Grace. 
for um, for your time today. And Same for you. We'll talk, we'll and, talk again soon. Yeah, and guys listening in, what do you know? And, oh, I know, a little bit of home play that just popped in. If you just played with being interested in other people rather than interesting, you'll probably find out a whole lot of stuff that you never knew. And also you might even get an awareness of the gift of you and how different you be in what you know. So there you go. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. Like <laughs> I'll yeah. catch Thanks, you guys. later. Bye, yeah, lots of love to you, honey. Okay, bye.